prologue. I jumped when I heard a loud boom that startled me. Not seeing anyone at the counter still, I decided to pick up. Are you right back there? I asked. I got no reply. An eerie feeling caused a chill to go down my spine. I walked up to the front counter. I looked out the window as I placed my drink on the counter. A parking lot was still empty still. My car was only car at the pumps. I was starting to grow a little impatient. I began to dig in my purse. If no one came out soon, I planned to just pay for a cappuccino and leave. I knew the exact cost of it. I wasn't concerned with them keeping the change. As I planned to change, planned to change, placed the change on the counter, heard another boom. This time, it sounded like the closing of a heavy door. A man came from behind the door, behind the counter. He was an older man, had sunken in eyes. He looked about fifty at the most. His face had dents all over it, a frown that seemed tattooed as well. He had a strong scent that smelt like he burned incense all the time. He wasn't in uniform. I'd never seen him before. He felt like we were having a stare-off, so I decided to speak first. I was just about to leave the money here on the counter, I told him. Hmm, I see, his deep voice boomed. I guess that's better than stealing, isn't it? he asked. I believe so. I haven't seen you in here before, I told him. I could say the same to you, little lady. Are you new here? Yes, you could say that. Is Olivia working today, Olivia? He asked as his face scrunched up. Yes, I saw her car in the back. I thought she would be here today, I told him. Oh, no, she's, uh, she just must have left here. Here, I don't believe I've ever met her yet. He said, he said, standing unsure. Oh, okay, I was just wondering. I haven't seen her in a while. What about Kennedy? Kennedy? Is she working today? Yes, I don't know about that person either. I'm pretty sure I don't give out that information. Employees anyway. Were you the only person in this coffee? He asked. The cappuccino. But yes, I am, I told him. I think you should be on your way then, before the morning rush comes in here. The man said with a dry voice. I couldn't figure it out, but something about him just didn't sit right. There was no employee here named Kenny, Kennedy. The fact that he didn't know who Oliver was, what first alarmed me. There's no way the owner would have hired him without telling him about his daughter. He spoke of her to everyone who listened. He would always say about Livia would inherit the business once she graduated from college as a graduation drift. I'm ready to leave because he's going giving me creeps. I'll suddenly leave but thought twice on it before I did. Oh, by the way, you guys are out. Those large lids over there. I took the last one, I told him. Thanks for your heads up, said a dry tone. I could tell, couldn't tell if he was just a, a person, people's person or not a morning person. What did you say your last name was again? I asked him. I didn't. Some people call me Clint. That's all, all, all he said. Well, it's nice to meet you, I said about, before walking out the door. Interacting with me made me feel dirty. I needed a shower. Walked my car and walked to my car, dug into my purse. Searching for my keys, I couldn't find them. I dig in the pockets of my jacket and didn't find him either. I looked back to the gas station and saw Clint standing in the doorway, looking out the glass. He's holding up a finger, with my keys dangling for it. I must have left them on the counter when I went into my purse to pull out the cash. Chapter 1. Twenty years ago, a warm summer day, I was born in upstate New York. My name was Tanya Alkerman, but today it's Yvette Reynolds. All I know about my brother was mother, though she was a crackhead, who seemed to be as fertile as a rabbit. 
like the, like the last I knew, she had given birth to about ten of us, but none of us were in her custody. I was amazed how a woman like her was able to get pregnant with no problem, but there was str- there there were struggling couples who couldn't get pregnant to save their lives. You can pretty much say I was born in a foster care system. I passed around fifteen different foster homes before I turned three years old. I was a dark coloured little girl with kinky hair. Always wondered if the reason I got past so much was I didn't fit the picture perfect idea that some people wanted their families to look like. I always think of that. If I was lighter, I had pretty hair, I would have part I wouldn't have been passed around so much. Lucky adopted eventually. There's a lot of more than many kids who stay foster custody and then age out. Claire and Jan renamed when they adopted me to Yvette. They were a lesbian couple in the mid-thirties and had gotten married a few years ago. But they took me in. They even wanted to go through the dirt being pregnant. They turned to looking for a child to adopt. I couldn't have asked for better parents because they were so loving to me. I never went all out or had to ask for anything. Both Claire and Jan were all my parent-teacher meetings, a sports event as a child, they even hired a tutor for me. I was struggling with my classes. Some people are often shocked when I say that I never laid a finger on me. Claire and Jan didn't believe in spanking or whopping children. They disciplined me by using time out and by taking away my toys. They raised me with love and compassion. I, it, I taught me how to talk through my emotions. Whenever I was having a bad day, they sat down and took me seriously. If I was an adult, just like them, they made me feel like my feelings didn't matter just because I was a child. I just, I can remember the awkward glances that strangers could give us when they would see us out as a family. I didn't see anything wrong with having two mothers, so I don't know why people looked at us as funny. When I asked Claire about it one day, she explained to me that some people were so close-minded they couldn't comprehend the love we had for each other. I knew at the age of 14 I wanted to get married, have a family one day. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do for career-wise, or when, or, or even what I was interested in. But I certain I wanted to be a mother one day. I couldn't, I didn't feel so passionate about anything else besides that. Chapter 2. I was 20 years old and in college, studying general studies. at blue. I just, I can still remember the day like it was yesterday. We first met at a small coffee shop. I was getting a cup of coffee to help me to stay awake after a night of being up until three in the morning studying. I had a big biological exam coming up for a couple of days. I wanted to be well prepared for it. I was a straight A student and often perfectionist, so I didn't believe in settling for just anything. I was wearing a grey and green Puma shirt with dark green leggings. I was so focused on studying at the table, I was sitting there and never noticed when Blue walked in. Is this seat taken? He asked me. I instantly had to inter- attitude and thought that someone interrupted me from studying. I never had a boyfriend before because I felt I didn't have the time for it. I didn't need any man in my life distracting me from my goals and where I wanted to go. I still wasn't certain what path I wanted to take. I wasn't going to sit around fiddling my finger until I figured it out. I looked up and there he was. His skin was bright high yellow. He was light brown hair and a brush cut. 
was in a brush cut. His eyes are light blue that resembled the colour of the ocean. There were brown freckles speckled in his nose and cheeks. I had to admit he was a damn good looking. I was amused because I knew he probably only wanted one thing. I was a virgin and planned to wait till I married to give up the goods of, to anyone. Having a cute face and a nice smile was not enough for me. I couldn't, I couldn't tell how old he was. I knew that he was older than me. Not in a moment I replied, returning my attention back to my notes.